Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Chris here. Just a reminder that this episode was recorded pre-lockdown, back when we could all be in a room together. And second reminder that this season episodes are coming weekly. So today we've got an interview episode and next Thursday we will have Homo Sapiens Extra Lockdown Extended Edition. Enjoy listening. Oh, do you know who that might be outside? Timothy Chalamet. Shut up. He's upstairs. I met him last night. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Timothy, you met him. Mm -hmm. Go on. I was going to, he was wearing a tracksuit. Uh-huh. bounding up the stairs like a gazelle. Oh, I bet he was. And um, I was going to the stage uh-huh. with my <laughs> funny black teeth and my all my cancerous sort of makeup on. Quickly scrub that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I said to him? What? I went, I went, I went, I went, oh, hey, good to meet you. I'm like, these are not my real teeth. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Lala sitting next to us today, looking very fox-like. The jean, the fox jeans that Helen had once suspected. I can see why now. She's not a very good girl today because on the way here, Uh-oh. she was uh, on the way here. There's a, a chicken wings shop. Daddy was stopping for a snack. <laughs> no, Daddy was not. Daddy was trying to move on as quickly as possible because he knows what happens. <laughs> that there's always random chicken legs yes. and things on the floor. And one ended up in Lara's mouth. Uh-oh. I had to wrench it from her beautiful little cheeky mouth and she's tried to gobble it down before I got to her. You look so remorseful, Lala. Hardly. Um, how are you, Alan? I'm good. I'm so excited about our guest today. Me too. Murray fucking Hill. Murray fucking Hill. I love that. Murray King of the Hill. Murray Hill. That's a t-shirt. Murray and um, I wrote a thing about Murray in in, a, in one of my books. Uh, so Murray Hill is a drag king, right? Will you That's define absolutely. a drag king for those who don't know? For the viewing millions. So basically a drag king is the same as a drag queen, except the person inside the... Outfit and the uh, look is a is a ma- is a woman. So mm-hmm. it's a woman pretending to be a man. Mm-hmm. In the same way, a drag queen is a man pretending to be a woman. Or yeah. you know, agony uncles. Agony uncles. It's getting that better every beautiful. week. Now, I think I might be a bar. What's a, what's a low? What's a low voice? Bass. Agony uncles. What do you think of that? I think you're a baritone. Okay. Oops. Do you know so, I was thrown out the school choir? 
Why did you get chucked out of the school choir? Because I couldn't sing. Oh, right. Like, I thought there was some devious no, but it was like, I was like, blowing someone up the back. No, I mean, as in, but it was a bit unfair. I was only like nine years old. It's like just denting. Was it denting? It was denting. Let the kid just, you know. I love singing, and that's what's such a shame is that I'm so bad at it. Do you know what that reminds me of? Um, Cindy Lupper, when she was uh, in a band before she was this solo Cindy Lupper, and she, there was a court case because the record company or something didn't want her to record on her own because, you know what I mean, she'd, they, she, they wanted her to be with this band and blah, blah. There was oh, some court okay. case. And uh, when, so the judge, and finally she was allowed out of her contract and allowed to be a solo artist, the judge said, let the canary sing. Oh, I love that. I'll have more Cindy Lauper stories um, after Monday night because I'm going to see her in New York on Monday night. Anyway, so Agony Uncle, Christopher, I'd like you to ask this. It comes from a person whose name starts with O. Mm-hmm. And it says, what did your coming out story look like? Uh, it involved uh, pizza being sliced. Mm-hmm. I, uh, did it in Pizza Express or Pizza Land? No, I went, I pizza just remember Hunt. the detail I remember is about, so I was, um, I was like 19, knew I was gay. And then I came home one night and I said to my, I'd been out drinking I and it was a common thread. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, stops the hurt for a small minute. And um, I went to, uh, I got home, my mum was still up. So I was having a conversation with my mum. She was like, do you want some food? And she said, oh, there's some pizza. So she got this pizza out and she, she said, oh, what happened tonight? And I was like, oh, I, I sort of knew I wanted to tell her, but I hadn't worked out how or why. And um, I said um, that my ex-girlfriend was at this party and everyone was trying to say to me that I should get back together with her. And my mum was like, well, do you want to get back together with her? And I said, no, I don't think I do. And she went, why is that? And I went, I don't know. She was like, (laughs) all right. And uh, I said, I don't know whether it's her or maybe it's something else type thing. She's like, okay. What would something else be? You know, like very British conversation, edging towards, but she never stopped Nibbling slicing. pepperoni. <laughs> well, she never stopped slicing this pizza. Is, and I was like, let's go to those quarters are getting thinner and thinner. And she just kept going and going and going. Like those little strandy ones they bring in a basket when you, exactly. when you start. <laughs> yeah. The, the so, and then I said, and I don't, I don't think it's her. I think I don't like girls. And she went, well, that's okay. And it sort of went on like... Like blood coming from her hands. Yeah. No, she, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly there was pizza everywhere. And, um, and then she said, and I said, but can you not tell dad? Because, Why did you say that? Because I want to tell him myself. Oh. As in like, don't go upstairs and tell him because he was asleep. So oh then, my God, I've been waking from your sleep. He's gay. <laughs> yeah. So then I... Have some pizza. <laughs> he's eating pepperoni and he's gay. Have you ever seen that thing? It's uh, Sorry to pause your thing, but um, uh, 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 on YouTube, and it's this boy in, in New York, and, he, and it's a, ma- a boy, and he's dressed up as his mum. Yeah. And he goes, my son is gay. My son is gay. My son is... All he says is, my son is gay. And by the end, he's like... My son is gay. <laughs> I love my that. My son is gay. Hey, my son is gay. <laughs> I love it's that. It's so good. I'd That's exhort you all to look it up. My son is gay, I think, would be the Google uh, search line. Yes. Anyway, carry on. So dad didn't know. He was upstairs sleeping, innocent of all the... The kerfuffle. The kerfuffle going downstairs and the... So then I went into the conservatory. <laughs> this is such a middle class coming out <laughs> story. <it>? Yeah. <laughs> then I... Uh, yeah. Um, there was Delia Smith with a little stall of cakes. I poured myself a sherry. <laughs> and my my mum went up to bed and she said, fine, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Whatever, we'll talk to dad tomorrow. And I started... But she, you felt very sort of like, oh, that was fine. She was nice. 
yeah, it was all quite like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But my godfather was gay, who was her best friend. And so I knew that she was like, didn't have a problem with gayness, but I don't think, I didn't know whether she wanted me to be gay, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I lit a cigarette in the conservatory. Not allowed, surely. Not allowed, surely. They didn't know I smoked. Oh, God. And then, more anxious about that than the gayness. Well, this was it. And then my dad appeared at the oh, door. Oh, fuck's sake. In his dressing gown. And I was like, yes, I'm gay. Oh, and by the way, I smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and did he come downstairs because your mum had gone up and... Told him. And oh, that wasn't very nice. First betrayal after what? you'd asking her to keep a secret after you... Wouldn't... Yes, but one might have thought that. But actually, he said, I couldn't bear the idea of you being worried about me knowing because I think, you know... That's what your dad said? Yeah. And it was really sweet. Oh, Christopher, I'm going to cry. Yeah, it's really sweet, isn't it? Oh, that actually came right down right then. Yeah, and he just said, it just so doesn't matter. And um, yeah, it was really sweet. Ah. Yeah. But what did he say about the cigarette? No one really mentioned it. It was just sort of glossed over. I guess you sort of think, oh, I'm having anxiety. Well, we also, I, we were sitting in the conservatory, the middle class bit. Yeah. But it's like small, it was like this tiny lean-to. It wasn't like, it was like a shit conservatory. You wouldn't, we didn't ever really sat out there. You just, that's why I was smoking out there because I knew it wouldn't no, smell. No, it never goes. But so this tiny thing, like full of smoke, having this conversation, like all ignoring the smoke. <laughs> thing, like, yes, no, it doesn't. It's lovely. We're just perched on a sofa here. Aww. So it's really cute. Uh, what inspires you to carry on when you get knocked down? Says B. Um, Money. What? Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I mean, what, uh, what do you think? I don't. I, I don't I don't feel I ever really get knocked down. Mm-hmm. I feel I get knocked a little bit, but I don't even get knocked down. Do you? Well, I think we have to be philosophical in life and go. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. Yes. And you know, uh, it's Matt, about self belief and self confidence. Yeah, it? I think it's got to be a core of that that can withstand the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. <laughs> I love that. What's that from? Hamlet. Oh, I'm so well Some read, things. aren't I? Okay, here's a question from someone. Uh, I think it came in an email. I'm a very feminine guy, and so I worry because sometimes people say on things like Grinder that they don't like those types. So, now, well, this whole sort of no fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blah, blah, uh, I think is a blight on our culture. And it's just very... You know, it's judgmental enough and body conscious enough for the, 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 mm. the gay world without having these added ad- agendas. I think it's terrible. Mm. And I think, you know, the good thing is there are enough people out there who love feminine men. Yeah. And those are the people you have to find. I would just not worry about people who are already have got so many issues that they can't encounter that. Because it's really, when people say that yes. they don't want feminine men, it's because they worry about being feminized or they are totally. afraid or shameful of it's the feminine in them. It's, it's self-misogyny, I mm. think. And in a man, isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, someone... Male self-misogyny. I think I say this quite... I've said this quite a few times on this podcast, but let's go back to it. Why not? Someone said to me once, uh, homophobia is misogyny. And I think that's interesting. It's hating the feminine in, in the woman in male. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's interesting. Yes. And I, I think that, so I think on Grindr and places like that, it can feel like you, 
like your femininity isn't allowed anywhere in gay spaces or whatever. And that's actually bullshit. And I used to hate my femininity and I was really teased for it. I remember at school, this teacher coming up to me going, Christopher Sweeney, you're so very feline, aren't you? And like putting his hands on my shoulder. And I was like, and well, used to you know where that was going. Yeah, well, it was sort of it was weird. And I was teased about it a lot and I hated it. And actually, I think that I, now I love it. And it's like, mm. I love that I, I love that I'm just whatever version of, I, d- I didn't want to fucking bother defining it. You know what you I mean? You are what you are. You are what you are. And I think that those grinder and stuff can make you feel like you shouldn't be. And that's well, a there's, I mean, I think, in, I think it's interesting in, our, in, in gay men culture mm. in that partly as a, you know, we're living in a time that is, has this great body obsession uh, and it's and it's uh, you also remember it's quite easy to, for people to have crazy bodies now because everyone goes to the gym everyone does all these ridiculous classes yeah. um, and to have and but really what you have to remember when those people are wearing a uniform that body is a uniform to make mm-hmm. them look like everybody else and we're living in a time that's you know as a reaction to the the death and the illness and the plague of AIDS when our gay men's bo- bodies were associated with disease and weakness that now we've kind of bounced back with this, that we're wearing a uniform of strength. And it's wow. not, I mean, I understand why it's, this has, this reaction has happened, but I think for our person writing in, you just remember it's you're wearing, you're being brave enough not to wear the uniform that everyone else is wearing. You're yeah. being your authentic self. And I think that is uh, much more important. And the internet's a big place. There's people, there's, there's places where you, I'm sure can find men who are absolutely salivating at the thought of a femme man. Yeah, absolutely. The internet is a big place. Like Shipley.com, my favourite website. <laughs> What's that? It's how you can get things that you've bought on eBay to your house quite uh, cheaply. So, Oh, I see. So eBay doesn't send it to you? No. So the, se- the seller will sometimes email it to you, but... Um, the email it to you? No, Sorry, the, the seller will sometimes... Oh, send this wardrobe as an attachment. Yeah, <laughs> if only. Um, but Shipley sends... Maybe a Shipley could sponsor this show. I, and pay why for not? The coffee from Gales that we've got. Yes, exactly. But Shipley's great uh, because keep, uh, I do uh, want to just explain because it's so fun. There's so many because it's also quite um, so sh- uh, it's quite good for the environment. So all these cars and vans that go up and down the country delivering stuff, there's yeah. spare space in them. So what they do is allocate. If you're going from Oxfordshire to London and you've got space, take this person's chair for them. That's great. Is that cool? Yeah, I really like that. Bravo, Shipley. Bravo. Is it time for Murray it's Hill? It's time for Murray Hill. Lovely Murray uh, is a, a performer and uh, I've known him since 1998, I think, or 99, I can't remember. A very long time. And I remember in the build-up to this, it was really interesting because you said that Murray, so Murray is a drag king, Murray is also like a, perf- a performance artist, you know, like you'll go and book tickets to see Murray Hill and, you know, mm-hmm. and but but that isn't... You said that you've never actually had a conversation with anyone other than the character of Murray Hill, right? Yeah, like even when I've gone to Murray's house, yeah, it's uh, always sort of been, yeah, like the person, the woman that he is underneath, I don't, I've never engaged with in that way. Yeah, and, and, and when you and are... Even when I've seen it, I've run into him at an airport and stuff, and it's still, I call him Murray, and he sounds like Murray. Because you, I loved when you said, I think you said, what's your pronoun? And, and he said, Murray. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so have a listen. But so, Murray, what I'm intrigued about, and I've never really asked you this, but where 
did Murray, when did Murray start and where, like what was the, was there something that you, like you, you used to not be Murray, you used to have like a, re a real job, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then something happened and you thought, you know, I'm going to be Murray all the time. Or was yeah. Murray always a little bit on the side? Well, you know, it's, it's a long story now, but it started before I even knew it. So when I was when I was growing up, I was like a Tom. As I said, we didn't have any language, any no no internet. Right. Sometimes when I talk to kids, I'm like, we didn't have internet back, and they're like, oh. I know. Like yeah. literally, the you maybe I someone would say fag, and I'd be like, okay, that's the guy Danny, in theater class, but I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's you know it's New England. Right. So but I didn't have, I didn't know anything about anything, so I always like. Always since I could at least remember, mistaken for a boy, mm -hmm. constantly, constantly. And then I never, I just, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I don't know what I am. I just, I guess. I so I've always lived in between, you know, both worlds. Mm. So, you know, in elementary school, you're not gonna believe this. I would dress as a guy for like book reports. <laughs> Why book reports? I had a little touch of the showbiz. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I would never read the goddamn book, but I would show up as the character <laughs> in, like, and walk around like all day, you know. And for, for the Brits, what's a book report? It's like when you're in school, you, you read a book and then you have to write a paper. Oh, okay. Right? And so I wouldn't do any of that. I would just dress up as a character in the book, oh, wow. which okay. was male. That's so great. Oh, so that was your book report? Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. So it, I always had that little performance on <laughs> it. And then they would never do this today, but in Spirit Week in high school, they, what Spirit Week? It's a so it's just so straight. <laughs> I don't think they do it anymore. Well, no, they have the big homecoming game in football, right? And that whole week, the whole school gets excited about the big game. So you got the homecoming dance, yeah, the big football queen. game. And what does that mean? So it's people have gone to college and they're coming back. They no, get, no, no, no. This is high school. So, so what's homecoming again? It's what does that mean? I don't even actually, it probably means something, but it's but just it's the like end what... Of, end of high school. Is it graduation of high school? Uh, no, it's just a dance you go to. A homecoming but, dance. But I think it's around Thanksgiving. I can't remember. Maybe people come back. Come back for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it's not, but you're already in, I'm already in high school. So you're not, I'm not in college yet. Right. So, and then before the big game and the big dance is spirit week. Right. So, you know, you dress as hippies one day or, you know, that kind of stuff. So they had an opposite sex day. Why? And I have photos of this. I have photos of this. So I dress, you know, opposite sex. I dressed as this guy, which basically looks like a young Murray. And I'll, I'll never forget this. My t uh, art teacher was named Mrs. DeCosmo. And she spoke on the side of her mouth like this. So I'm like dressed up as a guy, you know, I'll live in my life during the day. <clears throat> she comes up to me. And again, I, I keep saying New England because it's conservative. Yes. You don't talk about anything. You know, it's mm. preppy, you know, all the crap. Yeah, you want to know something? You look, you look, you look better as a guy. <laughs> and I was like, what? But you know, it's so. Wow. There, the seeds were. What did you planted. think when she said that? Were you you're happy? Were you when she said you? Well, it made no sense. Right. You know, I, I mean, I was so ignorant. But part, I think that's part of the assimilation stuff is because I to survive getting picked on and you know all that other crap is that you know you tell jokes and people like you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've always been part of straight culture and all that stuff. But anyway, so okay. I got obsessed with photography and drag. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know about this whole world. Long story short, 
I get obsessed with Diane Arbus. In, in, <laughs> Where are we going with this? Yeah. I didn't expect that. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I was an artist, so I went to art school in Boston. So uh-huh. I got the hell out of... Uh, I don't like to say where I'm from. Okay. I still have shame. I've spent millions of dollars on therapy, but I'm doing great. <laughs> but I went to college for fine arts, and within like a year, I didn't feel like it was enough. Like it was, it was too like you're in a room. You're, it was like playing to the home crowd. It's using. Yeah. And Diane Arbus, it's like <clears throat> the photos aren't camp, right? They're quite dark. Would you say? Yeah. So yeah, they're very dark. You went that route. And it was, and I had a professor. I've had a lot of professors on the way, you know, mm. help me out and like show me stuff. But yeah, so I was obsessed with her like underground kind of, you know, non-mainstream freaks, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Because she was from a, a wealthy place and then was in these kind of like subcultures. And then Nan Golden was like, because oh. she was from Massachusetts. She was, this was the early 90s. So all that stuff was going on. About a sexual dependency. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? What is this? Right. So, you, here's the fast forward. I said I was a reporter from, this is a young kid. I, I was such a young little schmuck. I didn't even, I even had like, well, oh, I don't know, Bob Eric. But, but anyway, I said, I don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Something in your neck. Yeah. <laughs> and so I snuck into these nightclubs on Commonwealth Avenue. And it was in, like, my whole Boston. world blew up. It was like a, and, and I've always had a double life, so mm-hmm. so this whole nightlife thing kind of extended it because it was like normal, straight, lame, you know, discrimination, hell on earth, and then you go to this nightlife thing, and it's all these different people, and it's like family, chosen family. It's like yes. it's like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I said I was a reporter, and I took pictures of drag queens, and I was ah. obsessed. And you know who I this in the '90s? You ready for this shit? What? It's full circle. And they were so mean to me. Lady Bunny. Wow. Um, Lipsinka. Oh. Candace Kane and Gurlina. I have all early photos of them. And they were wow. mean to you? Oh, yeah. I was like 10. Oh, I They were like bitchy queens. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a reporter. <laughs> you know. Really? And which, and which I like to point out, which shows how old they are. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they're old. They've always been old. Yeah. But anyway, so I just got obsessed with nightlife culture of photography and I, you know I was in there you know observing but the camera you know that's a whole other thing but it still blocks you from connect you're still in a, there's still a side you're more you're an observer yeah and you know around that time in Boston there was the Irish um, the the Irish parade which was like heavy duty yes and the LGBT group you know it was so much discri- hatred like deep hatred I've never seen mm. So they never wanted him in the parade. It was like, because it was really old school Irish. Lots of discrimination, gays, all that, Catholic church, all that stuff. So I went, so this is, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but this, I'll never forget it, in Boston, and that's when I knew I had to get the fuck out of there. I was at, with my camera, taking pictures of the Irish Gay and Lesbian Alliance or whatever, and- In the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah, which is in South, 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 or Southie, mm. they call it. And I have never in my life seen such blatant hatred blatant people were throwing bottles at them wow. little kids had like fake guns i mean it was it was ugly and i'd never actually seen that mm. you know like see it yeah and i have pictures of that so it's like so it's like all these different kind of things are happening it's like burning my thing and i'll never remember i came home like i not came home. i went back to my apartment and i told my mother what i had seen 
like, oh my God. That was the, and she was like, what, this is, you know, what we call turning points. Well, they're sinners. Oh. They, sh you know, like then and that. So it's like all these kind of things are like. And was that a shock to you? Your mom would have that opinion? Well, she, pretty right, Catholic, right, conservative. But it's like, and this kind of goes back to the assimilist thing is like, I'm relating to that as <clears throat> seeing people being discriminated against as like a human, as like heart. Yes. Right. And like, and then as almost in a very naive way, I was like, I mean, like, can you believe the hatred and the uh, awful? And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. on that side. She's on that side. Mm. Uh. So anyway, so you got uh, that so was your, all that's like cooking. Got it in Boston. But that was I the went catalyst. to SVA at New York for grad school. Ah, <clears throat> and what's SVA? A school, school of Visual, Visual Arts. Arts. Got it. Grant teaches there actually. Oh, okay. Grant, my husband downstairs. Show. I mean, I, I just have one husband. He's I've not got one upstairs as well. But <laughs> no, we're on the we, top floor, we're so we're good. Floor here. That's why we're on the top floor. There's nobody up there. <laughs> uh, and then I, I got to New York. And the second weekend I was here, I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take my camera and go shoot Wigstock on the West Side Highway. I did. You know, and then two seconds into being in New York, you're like, oh, every single person is doing that. Right. This is no big deal. This is, and I literally had an epiphany on the boardwalk and it was political. It was like Bunny was like, you know, saying like nasty, campy things about women. It was packed, it was sponsored by Chase. It was just packed on the pier. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and I was like, what the fuck? First I was like, everybody's doing this, taking pictures of drag queens. And I'm like, there's no women or lesbians around anywhere. This is fucked up. Mm. It was like a real like lightning bolt thing. And was the audience gay men or was it yeah gay men and, and straight people straight people yeah. I mean there were some lesbians <clears throat> and stuff but it, it was like you know there's still a huge visibility difference yes, today absolutely but but even back then it was like I was like what the fuck am I doing mm. so I just had that thing of like okay well what's you know this is the, also the binary thinking of those days what's on the other side so mm. they I just heard that they were doing these drag king pageants at um, Hershey Bar what? What's oh Hershey bar? Yeah, yeah Hershey bar. It was her so, slash she, she yeah. bar. Yeah. Like the chocolate. <laughs> I thought you meant it was a bar called anyway, blah blah. Like the M and M store in Times Square. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> <laughs> right, I see what you mean. Showbiz. <laughs> yeah. Her <laughs> slash yeah, you're not gonna she bar. Yeah. <laughs> what they're doing there. So so Schwartz. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I said I went I worked at the Village Voice to get in there. Oh, but you lied again about your yeah. being, uh-huh. And it was like such, cause you know, I've been going to drag queen clubs in New York, I mean, in uh, Boston. Mm. And this was like such a different energy. There was no camp. It was all somber mm -hmm. and like about passing and masculinity and like this kind of, mm. and like tough as fuck. So it, it was like that thing of, I was like, you know, all this stuff was happening. And I was like, oh, well, you know, there's not that camp element. In and there this, is in the, in the male yeah, game like world. Yeah, it's just not even there. Mm. So it's like my brain was kind of like seeing like a huge hole mm. and like, a, no joke there. And, and you <laughs> know, and, what do we need to and an rim imbalance shot. of, that's a rim job when it's the hole. <laughs> See, I'm very first in gay culture. I didn't ask you guys, I read about it. <laughs> Did you have yeah, right. Thank you. So, we appreciate so illustration book. Book. on behalf of uh, the gay white male community. Thank you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, so, so are you saying that you... I saw a huge imbalance and, and... And so you wanted to take something from the... What I learned. ...camp of, the, of drag queens and all that and bring that to drag <clears throat> king lesbian world. Yeah, and comedy. And Muddy was born. Well... Sort of. That, well, yes, almost. See, that's... So it was all cooking. Mm. And then meanwhile, Penelope's boyfriend, Fancy, who I went to college with in Boston, uh-huh. started a nightclub at Flamingo East. Right. And he wanted me to be part of it. And he was like, I got a great idea. You'll be a pinup girl, a cigarette girl. You go around and pass, you know, sell cigarettes and drinks and I'll, you know, with the thing and I'll get uh-huh. you an outfit. And I was like, <laughs> and we like came back together on the phone and I was like, yeah, he, he, I was like, I'm not really feeling it. Cause you, were you, that you didn't dress in a feminine way then ever? No. Never. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't think it doesn't. He's like, well, I'll get you a suit. So it was all, all this stuff was happening at the same time. Right. So. I got his, I had it, I wore a suit. I have all these early photos. It's sick. <laughs> so I didn't even have a name for a while. He wanted, <clears throat> his name for me was BJ. How clever. <laughs> right. But I lived in Murray Hill. So one day I was walking up and down the fucking right. avenue. I was like, Murray Hill Diner. Murray Hill. And it's like, it's like Jewish Catskills name. And somehow it just yeah. worked. Yeah. Murray Hill is like mid Manhattan. So East area. Midtown. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I started dressing as this guy. Like kind of a sleazy lounge character. And Penny and I just like had, you know, we just, we were like two freaks, like found each other. Mm. You know, she was like this gorgeous, very charismatic. She was like wild a pinup girl, yeah. She's yeah. Got it. So like we, skinny we, pinup yeah, girl. we, we like, we, it was like the classic chubby schmuck with the gorgeous showgirl. Right. And it was like, you know, those, that dynamic's the oldest dirt. So that, so it was at that place that I started doing. I was still in school. Oh, SVA. Yeah, and then my thesis was about Murray, which is, ah. you know, the whole thesis was like raising visibility into the da, 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 da. But so then I did characters. I did a character like Late Night at Club Casanova, which was a drag king night. Mm-hmm. And I did like Bella Caroli, a fat Elvis. So I did all these, I made fun of these like fat white guys. Yeah. You know, so I brought, you know, so it's all... And then I ran for mayor, and then the rest is history. You what? Yeah. You, wait a minute. I met you. He ran for As mayor. Murray. That's the first thing I did. <laughs> Just a minute. I, what year was that? Ninety-seven against Giuliani. <laughs> so you're talking about the activist Money. stuff. I can't believe I didn't know that. Well, you know, we, we, when we go out, we're hanging out. That's true. But what? So why did you do that? Well, well, obviously you didn't like Giuliani for one thing. 
Well, do you, I don't know. You were no. Maybe you just got here, but it was. Um, you know, they're raiding the nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I sorry. So when I was on the first three posts on your Instagram, I hadn't realised that you're you actually ran for mayor. I thought that was a joke. Oh no. Right. Okay. I hadn't realised. So I might have an oh oh. <coughs> there's pictures of me. The New York Historical Society has a post Stonewall exhibit uh-huh. up there, and there. There's three pictures of me as an early mayoral candidate. I was so young. Wow. I was like, I, cheap, I even had like, I only had one double chin. <laughs> that's how long ago it was. Yeah, that's how long ago. I was like, <laughs> before the internet, when we wrote on tablets. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, it, it was Giuliani, and he ended up winning, but. So the, so the activism has always been there. So I stepped up and represented the community. Got it. But as... As Murray, as Murray, as the you know white guy, straight and so white what, guy. how did how do you do that? Like you, how what? Like you just had an idea. You think yeah, I should run for mayor, and then what do you do? Well, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it, it's like okay, it's just like a thing. It's like okay, I could be like everybody else, or I could think I'm a big fish in a small you know. Or, or a, I was a big fish in a small pond, but you're not in Boston. But you know, I'm going to come to New York and do no. no. Mm. Like what can I do that's going to be different and that. I just saw this huge gap mm. of things. So it's, I went out and I campaigned like on the streets. Wow. Yeah, I got, so I've always had the boat, you know, and then I would go in the nightclubs and campaign. I would do speeches, you know, I do all, I would right. campaign speeches. There's pictures of me with sailors out in front of the Met shaking hands. <laughs> and I did get write-in votes. I got 361 write-in votes. Wow. What votes? What are they called? Write-in. Um, write-in. Where, you know, I obviously wasn't on the ballot. But right, they wrote okay. me in. Oh, I see. I see. People I see. wrote in to vote for. I see. That's so great. And what? Another cock memory. Uh, the cl- the club. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is you know we'd be partying and just fucking partying like crazy. I'd be lying for the bathroom, which is disgusting. And you know I, I'd get up to the thing, and then somebody be like, "I voted for you, Murray." <laughs> it's like, oh, my people. My, this was my people. It's what my act has been is being this person in you know everyday life and that's always been my thing is like I'd rather just sit at the table I'm a little bit more of an assimilist Mm -hmm. so it's like Murray does relate to everybody Mm. and then you don't think about really what you're looking at until like late you're like what what's going on so you've already it's like a survival thing you've already accepted Murray before you're like before you can judge him and discriminate him because he's funny Mm. you know yeah Yeah, so it is kind of like that everyday guy but it's you know with a with a twist Postmodern big ass twist, <coughs> yeah. double somersault <laughs> landing twist. So it's almost like through that um, denial thing, you're able to discuss a load of gender politics stuff without. I wouldn't say it's denial. I would say because because I come from well, I mean, it's show business is denial, but um, you know, <laughs> I come from like studying the early drag queens and camp and all that stuff, and I mm. always, always politically have believed that camp is like the best strategy. Totally. And you can, and I've, you know. But you're, it's interesting, not many Americans understand camp really. They think camp's just like, they think it's dead. a cigarette and being like, they associate camp with, they don't, the, the wit of camp they don't understand. They just yeah. think it's something like being slightly mean or, or loud or something. No, so you take down the powerful structures through, you know, satire and all this stuff. So, you know, so it, it's, we hit all those things. Mm. But in a way that you can relate to them, so you're not 
shutting people off mm. and with comedy. So that's, to me, that's, you know, like Dame Edna, like the old school Fabulous. people, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, mainstream. Totally yeah. mainstream. And My that's God. what's cool, but I appreciate Alan, and Alan knows me. I've had a lot of producers want to work with me and they don't get it. You know, they just mm. like, yeah. it's like, here we are 2019, everybody has a show, everything's represented, but not this part. Because people, it's like Michael Patrick King told me, Murray, you might still be ahead of your time. You know? <laughs> I've never heard Michael Patrick King sound like that before. Yeah, <laughs> I try to make him sound straight. Uh, but how, what, when you say this hasn't been represented, Mike, what, what would you, how, what would you define it as, this thing? Well, it's, you know, one of the things about me and my act and Murray and all this stuff, I don't like always define him by sexuality or mm. by you know, trans, any of that stuff. It's like Murray as this person. Yeah. So, and also from a generational point, like we didn't have any of this language when I was young right. coming yeah. up. So I think, you know, to use words and all stuff, it's like we've got pose now. Mm -hmm. We've got shows that are breaking the boundaries for representation, but my kind of representation, whether it's, whether you're going to call it trans or trans masculine or drag king or whatever, mm. hasn't been you know, yes. featured on TV. Yes. Um, but what do you call it? I mean, do you? I mean, yeah. Murray. <laughs> yeah, pronoun Murray. That's pronoun what Murray. That's what we were calling this um, scene was pronoun Murray. Pronoun Murray, that's the name of it. Because on your Instagram it says pronoun yabba dabba do, doesn't it? You but really did your homework. Know. That is a, a new <laughs> Well, that's what journalists do now. Yes. That's it. But that's a, that's a relatively new joke. It, it was first birthed at a, at a late night party at Bridget Everett's house, which everybody's <laughs> loaded things. on edibles and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, let me see what I can try out. <laughs> and I got a big laugh. And then I said it again at a Cal and Lord health, uh, gay and lesbian health professionals gala. Okay. Totally bombed. Like, <laughs> well, that's crickets. a tough crowd. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough crowd. Crickets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Really? Like, it was like, ooh. It's showbiz. So now I just kind of slipped it into the club act, gets a big laugh. Right, yeah. But it's, it's, it's funny, right? And it's also like, it's very funny. this is kind of ridiculous. Yes, at the yes. Same. So that's kind of where yeah. the camp, you know, goes. Do you think, is it something in what you're saying about, like, you don't want to have to be a representative of anyone in... Well, <clears throat> it's more like I don't want to be um, reduced to like one label. Because mm. one thing is Murray's like a kitchen sink. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. everything. There's a yeah. lot going on. And as I said, this is not a, not, this is the morning voice. <clears throat> <laughs> I worked last night, showbiz. Where'd you work? This is morning. Birdland. Right? Yeah, well, who was the other woman trying to get me in here at 11? Oh, I was like, thirsty? Yeah, I'm like, no, I, I can't make it. So this is 11. She got the vibe in the end. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I think a lot of these people are performers. They don't want to do more themselves. <laughs> so this is morning, one o'clock. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. So what, did, what was Birdland last night? So they, they're doing like a little like burlesque kind of speakeasy show in this new venue downstairs. Oh, yes. That's yeah, Jim Caruso, you know those guys, I know Jim, right? yeah. 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 Billy Stretcher were in there. So... We're just, you know, just doing some shtick on Times Square. Mm -hmm. Right. Great. Showbiz. So, I interrupted you the week last question? night. About, oh, oh the right, there's a lot going on, yeah. No, so, the, uh, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I was an assimilist, which is not very popular these days. But 
So we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about you other than you met Alan in a nightclub at 3 a.m. But, you know. <laughs> you haven't even been on my Instagram. Yeah, well, I, I didn't catch your name, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so I'm looking at you. We're talking. I'm not thinking yeah. of you as like, okay, what's your gender? Mm-hmm. What's your, like, oh, you're just whoever you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. leave that as like a political and a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, rep- I represent the underrepresented. So it's not like I don't represent anybody because I'm always, you know, on the fringe rep- representing the little folks, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I have this quote. If you were on my Instagram, you might have seen it. Probably. <laughs> I went back all the way as far as like March 2018. Well, what was I doing? <laughs> oh, good, because I was like, I don't remember that. But if you I don't think... see yourself represented, then go out and represent yourself. Yes. So, that, so I do represent maybe that ideology. I always feel like once you have to stop your life and become like a tutorial for somebody else, <laughs> then you're not equal. Yeah. Right. So I, my, if you're equal, then you both just look yeah. like you're in the same place. Let them do the work. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to talk about when we first met oh at the God. cock at 3 a.m. And no, no. <laughs> we no. definitely had been to the cock together yes, at indeed. 3 a.m. He told me some very wise advice. So what was it? Mario, you've got to be able to handle yourself. Have a pint of glass in between each thing that you, a glass of water, a pint glass of water in between each thing, literally each at drink. the bar. That's right. Like, you have a glass of water in between each thing that you do. And I'm keeping thing open. You know, yeah, you exactly. I was just uh, talking about hydrating. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm very good. I, I, people, when was this? In 1990? Oh, well, when you were still... 95? Drinking. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've had a good run. What's next for you in your life? Uh, I'm gonna go to the Selka. Yeah. And get an egg sandwich when we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Selka? And finish the work so we can get the pitch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I think the next thing is working on the TV, you know, showbiz wise, working on that and yeah. making it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you see your life always in New York? I used to. Mm-hmm. And then when I started uh, doing all that touring and was in Australia for like months at a time, mm. then I was like, oh, this is, you know, life can be a little more comfortable. Sunshine and weather, yes. but I do like LA. So I mean, you do. <clears throat> I mean, not for permanent. Uh, 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 strike this from the record. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about LA? I think New York is like my place. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a base, and then you know. But and what you're thinking of Australia was was it called Cafe Sizzle? No, uh, <laughs> Club Swizzle. Club Swizzle. Oh yes, yeah. Club Swizzle. And that was tripped out. That sounded great. Yeah, we. And that was like during Mardi Gras. Four years. It? It, off and on seasons, four years. Right. And is that um, a show? Yeah, it was a big show <clears throat> in um, like the same people that do La Soiree, like all these kind of big traveling shows in Australia. Got it. And how do you how do you create your shows? Do you you know go right? I've done that show for a bit. I want to do a new one, and you start all new material, or how does it work? Well, I do my own shows, and then I'm cast in shows, and then I like tour as a host. Mm-hmm. So like I toured with Dita Vontis. Mm-hmm. Love nine years. Was you saw really? a couple of those. Yeah, uh, we uh, we did it. We did oh, it. They were amazing. Shows. And so was that you kind of compared for her? Yeah. Right? Yes. And that's such a British. I've forgotten heard that for compare. Yeah, they always compare. And oh, what is it here? Uh, host, I guess. Host, Hosting. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. MC. Oh, right, I love yeah. compare though. It's such compare. a nice word. And what is your? How do you think about what your material is going to be? Like, where do you get your ideas from? And well, I'm kind of old school in, in that way because, you know, I am from nightlife, so I didn't come up through, like, stand-up comedy clubs, which I find kind of dreadful, mm-hmm. is, you know, I've always created my own space to perform it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. and, like, you know, it's like an old Borscht Belt kind of vaudeville thing. It's like, I, 
I have to learn on the boards. Right. Mm. Like, you know, I'll, I'll write things, but if I'm, I gotta be out there. Okay. Like doing gigs, doing stuff. Cause I do, I do a lot of improv and then I piece it together. And then, and then you know, eventually you have like a full thing, and then you, you know, he, so it's it's been like a tapestry of like twenty five years of shtick. Right. <laughs> How many nights a week do you? Well, right work? now I'm I'm doing a little bit more in New York, which is surprising because I feel like nightlife's like exciting again. Right. But it's not, but it's for tourists and people that have money. But because I'm so doing shows at McKittrick. <clears throat> right. And, and what's crazy about it is it's all the old school, like Joey Arias. Yeah, Shaquita, Amanda Lepore, you know right. all the old timers. Yeah, totally. And it's and now rich people and tourists and people, you know, they come in there to see the show. To see mm. all of us are like way over forty mm. to like get a slice of New York nightlife. Yeah, it's like a trip. Yeah, you know, it's like it funny? I don't know. It might be even like seventy five bucks. I don't know, fifty seventy five bucks. Yes, yeah, and you see, it's like we all know each other for th- so we also. We're all friends and stuff, so they don't get to see that. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's pretty much like an old school freak show, except right. now we don't perform for our friends. Right, and that's right. kind of what New York has happened. Yes, mm. you know now now people are paying, you know, to see all of us together. It's like well, it's a little bit of a mind bar f- for free before. Yeah, and like all incredible people come, like AOC, Alessandria, Alexandria uh, oh. Cortez, Kiana. Can we just explain who she is a little bit for people who don't know? Because she's yes. done amazing stuff. She but. is a, a member of Congress for the Bronx, in, which is an area of New York. Mm. And she was, was, she's very, very left-wing. Mm. And she actually beat a, a, a sitting Democrat who had been in there for ages. And it was this very interesting sort of uh, political coup, actually, because she ditched the sort of old school Democrat. And she's now in, in Congress doing amazing things. And she's, and she's brilliant. Like, it's, she's very, um, she's gorgeous, you want a she's quick young. scoop on her, like, she does incredible, there's incredible videos of her, like, wiping the floor with people in Congress, isn't there? Totally, but she speaks she's, out. She's yeah. in all these um, panels, you know, she's mm-hmm. been in, given posts in all these panels. And she just, does her work, does her research. It's not like these old white guys who just swan in there and, you know, go to lunch for three hours. She is taking her job so seriously and mm. responsibly, and she is in touch with real people. Mm. So the pictures that yes, you she, see. She, oh, so she, AOC came, yeah. and, you know, the show is like, so I even look away sometimes. Right. So it's still, you know, there's a whole fisting thing that happened. Not the night that she was there. But, uh, you know, this, it, it just pushes it, which is great. Who yeah. does the fisting? Uh, this, I don't know, these two, this couple. There's a ballot. I, I went backstage, okay? <laughs> right, right. I appreciate your lifestyle, guys, but I don't want to see it. And, um, but, you know, there was a lot going on, like Joey and like all of us. And this, it, was, it was beautiful and a little desperate. It was like all of us nightlife were... In, in political world, we're, we're still seen as freaks, right? Mm-hmm. We're gay, we're trans, we're post-op, you know, all this crap. We were, everyone was so desperate to have her there because it was actually hopeful. Mm. Yes. Like we need her. I mean, we're 40, 50, 60, we're like, oh my God, mm. thank you, save us. Like mm, it was yes. very genuine mm. and she was so real yeah, and genuine. And she, she got up on stage, Joey was wailing on her. She got up on stage, and this, this is like a, a, a visceral thing. It's like, you know, we've all been in nightlife for 30 years, 20 years. She gets up on stage, and she's like, I appreciate everyone in here for being who you are. Mm. I know how hard it is. And, you know, 
I accept you. And literally, we're all like, Bleh. I know, it's not. But it's like, it's amazing, but so awful at the same time. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah. But because look at where we are now. Mm. Like, we fought for gay rights and equality and all that stuff way back in the 70s and 80s and all that. And now it's like, flash forward, we've got this young, you know, senator who's like 25 or something. Mm. And we need her. Yeah. Because shit's fucked again. <clears throat> it feels like listening to you, like you've almost come full circle. Like you, you came from where you grew up and you said it was your chosen family to meet people in these clubs and you're performing with them. And that was like a, an amazing breath of fresh air for you. But now you've got to this place because New York has changed so much. You're almost performing for the people who you ran away from, do you feel? Yeah. How but I still... Feel? I still believe that me being up there in mm. front of these be- people, you know, I, I say certain jokes I've sent for 20 years to kind of get a litmus test out of people. <laughs> but when they come to Barshland Follies and see all of us with this really human camaraderie and like, mm. we're all goofy and edgy and all that stuff, but we, everybody has a big heart. So I think, you know, when people come up and they, they sit in the front row and they're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And they're li- and we're connecting as people, mm. as energies, as vibes. I still, that's, to me, means something. Totally. Mm. Mm. Because mm. they're not, fuck you, you fucking tranny dyke. You mm. know, that's not what's happening. Mm. You know, they might be thinking all that, but mm. then they're laughing and they're, duh, and they're like, you, it's okay. Like you're they're, you're like the main like that. Yeah. Mm. You're changing I, what the I like to lines. say it at the Barshland shows when people are really like, so that's, I mean, even this last week, the front row was like, what? I'm like, just so you guys know, I'm the normal person in the show. So adjust, change your faces when the time Shaquita comes out here. Because yeah. this, this, I, this, I, you know, main, mainstream normal guy. But isn't it funny how, like, if you put some glitter on something, you can show something to someone that is really dark or really odd or really blah, 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 and they'll just accept it, you know, like. Yeah. We, I remember when we first ever met, we talked about that with Cabaret. It's like the things that it's discussing. Yeah. No huge. way could you get anyone to talk about that. If yeah, you it's went. a Broadway musical about, yeah. about the rise of Nazism. And it's, you, kind of, it's like, it's like uh, the producers, you know, yeah, it's like springtime yeah. for Hitler. That's it. The other thing I love is there was an artist, and I can't remember his name, but he did this thing where he, he, he drank this stuff and it made your poop glittery. Oh, right. Okay. You know, it's still got glitter bombs. Or something, and I remember uh, talking about it on the set, uh, filming one day, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, it's so great!" And that funny thing, and 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 um, and then there was a little break a bit later on, and I remember one of the crew guy goes, "So, uh, where did you get those uh, that stuff? I think that's, that's a really fun idea." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, I think that's amazing that you, yes. and like the thing talking about AOC and about the people mm. who say all these nasty things about her, then the difference is, and it's just what you said, Murray, it's there is compassion. Mm. That, that's, she is not just the other side of the right wing and the Trump uh, racist and bigoted uh, and, and the basically rich people clinging on to the last mm. few days of, hopefully the last few days of old white guys running the world. Mm. She has heart and compassion. She cares about other people. Mm. That's the difference. She mm. really does. And that's what you're saying you're showing people at in Barshan Follies, you're seeing a group yes. of people who are different and scary perhaps to, to, to some people, but they are compassionate and kind and would help you. And that's, yes. that's the And thing. the same as you. And the same as you, yeah. yeah. That's a good spot to finish, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Good. Thanks, Manny, that was great. <laughs> oh, thanks. Wasn't that lovely?
Yeah. Um, and nice. also, I thought that was so nice that Murray said. I didn't. I didn't remember that. The thing he said about me at oh. um, minute thirty-three. It says here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Alan having a joy for life, being free, dancing with women and men. I was like, I want to be like that. I'm still not like that, and I'm fifty. That's There's time cute. enough, Murray Hill. Oh God, yeah. That's really cute. It is cute. You I do have a joy for life. I do like being free. I mean, I am free. And I do dance with men and women. You make it look easy as well. Well, that's the secret, isn't it? Smoke and mirrors, darling, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. But I do think being... And actually, I'm just walking along the street pulling chicken bones out of a dog's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that's my life. But I do have this thing, one of the things I love about you, is I think it takes more effort to be polite and nice. And, and I actually think it's... It, and I love it when I see people who are like that consistently because it's hard work. It's yeah. easy to be rude. Yeah. Well, I suppose so. I mean, I think it's also, but it's it, it's it's a false economy because, of course, the, what you get back is. I just think it's if you are just someone who goes through and says hello and and is courteous and says thank you and is kind, mm. then it's that's just this is the way you live. It doesn't. It's not like you're doing something extra. It's like yeah. that thing I was saying about. <laughs> People think vegans just want to eat a steak. Mm. We don't. Well, this one doesn't. Mm-hmm. You just like do. You just like these these foods. You want to live a life like that. Same thing about being kind. I think it's not. I think it's just what, what you are, what you become, or what you've learned. Mm. And I think that you, what you get back from that is actually lovely. Yeah, but when you're when you're when you're get when you're mean and shitty. You, get, you know, you get, it's karma, I suppose. That's just what karma is. Just saying. Anyway, that was lovely. Um, it's, shall we say, if you want to subscribe to this, make sure you keep getting Let's this, uh, this biting uh, social satire. Uh, <laughs> you can go to, where can you go? The Hamlet of podcast. <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Pre- click subscribe. On Homo Sapiens. And then if you want to write us and say anything, uh, say, uh, write to hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Correcto. And if you want a t-shirt if or a sweatshirt. A, yeah, if you need a spruce up of your wardrobe, simply head to alancoming.com forward slash shop where there'll be a picture of me wearing said items. Just click on them and they will take you to a place where you can buy them. So, or if you want to do a faster version, it's, everpress, <laughs> it's everpress.com forward slash homosapiens. Everard. Everard, you know Everard, the, you know the bath, the, the the these baths that were in New York called that were called the, where it was sort of a, you know people had sex, men mm. had sex. It was called Everard baths. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and one time I was at Gore Vidal's house, and in the in the toilet there was a lit a framed envelope of that was your valuables envelope for the Everard baths. Wow! And it was, and I, I was like, why do you why do you have this envelope in your toilet, Gore? And he like feigned you know, um, pissed offness that I was um, talking about it. But that's where he met um, his partner, Howard. No way. Mm-hmm. In the Everard bar. In the Everard. Goodness. Yeah, is that funny? We've all learned um, something today, aren't we? There we are. So it's educational as well. Yes. And, uh, Why wouldn't you subscribe to that? I know. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. And see you next time. Bye. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.